Hey there, welcome to The Hot Slice, the weekly podcast brought to you by Pizza Today magazine. I'm your host, Jeremy White, and today I'm flying solo. We've got a lot going on this week in the Pizza Today offices. Uh, Josh Cowan and Denise Greer, uh, my cohorts who typically join me on the podcast or or host the podcast in my absence, are very tied up. And so I am flying solo today. Not a bad thing because I've got a lot to go over and a lot to talk about. I want to start with the Pizza and Pasta Northeast show coming up in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the Atlantic City Convention Center. October 1st and 2nd, 2023. Registration for that show is now open. And if you have not yet secured your spot to attend this can't miss event, you definitely need to do so. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the educational sessions at Pizza and Pasta Northeast. Uh, We've got a rundown of those sessions coming up in the September issue of Pizza Today magazine, which you will have in your mailbox in about three to three and a half weeks, roughly. Um, actually, at the time we were recording this, we are putting that issue to bed, uh, sending it to print, so to speak, which is kind of why uh, Denise and Josh are so tied up today and unable to join me. Um, anyway, at PPE, we've got two workshops that you are going to want to attend. Um, first is how to train and lead a winning team by Nick Bogatz. Nick is the founder, uh, owner of Caliente Pizza and Draft House in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He gave an absolutely riveting keynote address several years ago in Atlantic City that, um, well, let's just say there wasn't a dry eye in the house. We were all teary-eyed as Nick shared his story. Uh, What a great story it was, a story of perseverance in the end, a story of having a dream, attacking that dream relentlessly, being beat down at times, and yet standing up and winning at the end. And uh, what a great, just, again, uh, I had tears in my eyes and I was not the only one by any means. Uh, So Nick is going to talk about how to train and lead a winning team in his workshop. That is something that in this day and age, every operator needs. We went through um, COVID and post-COVID where employees were almost impossible to get. Now it's a little easier to find help, but if you are not properly building your culture through your training mechanisms, you're, you're still suffering. So Nick is going to talk about the methods that he used, that he utilizes at Caliente to train his team to ensure that they are all on the same page and that he is instilling a winning culture. And that in and of itself is going to pay huge dividends for you. Uh, The second workshop I want to talk about is The Unsliced Method by Mike Bausch. Mike Bausch, one of the most dynamic speakers that we utilize at Pizza Expo and Pizza and Pasta Northeast. He brings the energy, he brings the enthusiasm, He brings the knowledge. And every time he speaks, you will learn something. I promise you that. I know I learn something every time I sit in on one of his sessions. The Unsliced Method is based on his book. And it really is a holistic operations manual, um, for lack of a better term. He is going to cover 
almost a head to toe, all bases approach on how to help your pizzeria thrive through implementation of systems. Again, he, he's he's going to cover it all. He, he really is. So uh, the unsliced method, definitely a workshop you do not want to miss that you want to that you want to sign up for. Now, let's talk about the keynote addresses as well. Uh, day one keynote address will be given by Melissa Rickman. Melissa from Holy Stromboli in Colorado. She is going to talk about her passion for pizza, her love affair for pizza, why she fell in love with pizza, why she chose this industry as her profession, as her calling, how she makes her living, why she loves it, what she loves about it, why you should also fall in love with it and pursue your dreams passionately every single day. Um, it's, go it's going to be a really fun talk that you're not going to want to miss. Day two keynote address, Mr. Will Grant, a.k.a. Sourdough Willie. Will has the oldest sourdough in the United States. This thing dates back to, it seems like a thousand years, uh, the Yukon Gold Rush from Alaska. He's got a cool story. They started working with it professionally in a pizzeria setting in 1984. Will is now, um, well, he's, he's now running the show. And this sourdough is his passion. And he is going to talk about the sourdough life and how he utilizes sourdough in his processes to make his pizza stand out from the pack. Will, another really intelligent, fun speaker to listen to. You're, going, you're not going to want to miss this keynote as well. With extraordinary pizza cheese comes extraordinary rewards. Only Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese offers the Gold Club Rewards Program with a monthly cash back on every cheese purchase. Members also receive funds twice a year to use in their exclusive marketing store. It's their way of saying grazie to customers. Schedule a demonstration at BaccioCheese.com slash hot slice and discover how rewarding Baccio Exceptional Italian Pizza Cheese can be. Pizza is your legacy. Build it with Baccio. Looking to grow your pizzeria or restaurant? Then you'll want to try the power of a cloud-based POS system. With Hunger Rush, you'll get everything you need. This fully integrated restaurant management system allows you to easily streamline operations, accelerate the delivery process, and grow your business through Hunger Rush 360 marketing. And it's so easy to use. Want AI-powered text ordering? It's built in. Need to track orders? No problem. Schedule a personalized demo at HungerRush.com today. Performance Food Service is proud to deliver high-quality products, innovative technology, and custom operational solutions to restaurants of all sizes across the country. The flagship division of Performance Food Group, with deep roots in the restaurant industry, Performance Food Service has been the exclusive distributor of the Roma family of brands for more than 65 years. This signature relationship has allowed Performance Food Service to become a leader in the pizza and Italian segment of food service nationwide. So now that we've covered two of the workshops, as well as two of the keynote addresses that are that you're going to want to attend, um, I've received some emails lately that that I thought were pretty interesting, and I kind of wanted to share a letters to the editor segment, um, essentially, because some of these emails have been been thought provoking and have been interesting, and I think that I think that you'll enjoy that you'll enjoy them. So let me open up one right here. So 
I, this one's kind of long, but um, bear with me here. This is a really good, this comes from, boy, I'm going to butcher this last name, George Panagopoulos, Dedham House of Pizza, located in the heart of historic Dedham Square in Massachusetts. All right, my name is George Panagopoulos, and I'm the owner and operator of Dedham House of Pizza, a Greek immigrant family-owned pizzeria in Dedham, Massachusetts. I enjoyed your commentary recently where you issued a call to action surrounding desserts. Yeah, I did. I wrote a commentary talking about desserts, how they can be a hard sell in pizzerias if you don't approach it correctly, but how they can also greatly add to incremental sales if you do approach them correctly. Interestingly enough, I alluded to the September of pizza, September issue of Pizza Today earlier. Well, when that issue hits your mailbox in about three weeks, Mr. Mike Bausch, who we discussed with the workshop, Mike Bausch has a column on desserts in the September issue of Pizza Today, in which he about basically tells you how he finds success with his dessert menu and his upselling tactics. So you, you don't you don't want to miss that. Make sure you read that when you get your September issue of Pizza Today. All right, back to George's email. I shared the same sentiment as you regarding desserts in a high-carb setting. However, I decided to offer a variety of desserts in addition to the usual cookies and brownies that we see on counters at most pizzerias. I took the risk and purchased a turbo air front fridge. I was concerned due to the cost of the machine that it would take me a year or two to sell enough desserts to cover the cost of this pricey fridge. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong. At the end of last year, I started offering desserts such as chocolate mousse cake, which has become one of our best sellers, rainbow cake, tiramisu, red velvet, peanut butter explosion, baklava, baklava cheesecake, New York cheesecake, limoncello, Mississippi mud pie, Oreo mousse, and banafee. We are currently working on bringing in an even larger variety of desserts. That's a ton of desserts, and George is bringing in even more. The individual packaging of the desserts was an obstacle that I believed I have tackled to the best of my ability regarding presentation. Through our providers, I have purchased a variety of see-through clear plastic containers that fit the desserts nicely and snug so that they don't fall over, and so that they don't look displeasing to the customers. I purchased very tiny circular stickers, which I place underneath the plastic containers that allows us to mark the desserts by day of the week, by color associating the seven days of the week. I noticed that when the stickers were placed elsewhere, it took longer for the desserts to leave the shelf. We want to make sure that we are adhering to the concepts, conceptions of consumer behavior. When the consumer sees a sticker, it deters them from purchasing the dessert. Very interesting insight, George. Because their mind subconsciously starts to understand the scenarios about packaging and shelf life. Again, nice observation, putting the sticker on the bottom so that it's hidden, so that your staff understands when it needs to be rotated out. But the customer, if it's on the shelf to the customer, it's good. All right, George goes on to say, with, sensitiv with sensitivities and allergies at an all-time high, it was important for us to make our patrons aware of the potential ingredients that could, that could pose a problem. Therefore, I made labels and laminated them, 
Each label contains all of the ingredients of each dessert. The labels are posted in front of each dessert to create comfort to the consumer. Therefore, they know the potential hazards the items could pose to them. If they are indeed sensitive or allergic to certain foods, such as peanuts and tree nuts, I, have, I also have a large PDF document available for viewing that I've posted on the side of the fridge. Now, this is where it gets good, and this is why I'm reading this email to you. For those of you who may be concerned about whether desserts are a viable option for you. George says, my goal the first year is to add an additional $25,000 in gross sales just through desserts. We are open roughly 360 days a year. So to meet my goal, I would need to sell 10 desserts per day. We are almost there. I have not yet sent email blasts or specials or any announcements to my customers through our loyalty rewards program. I plan on working on better packaging, a detailed marketing strategy, as well as high resolution photos for our online ordering platforms, which consist of our website, a mobile app, our self-ordering kiosk, as well as third-party delivery platforms. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. I hope this information has helped. Wow, yeah, George, great, great information. So George has very methodically decided that he needs to sell 10 desserts per day in order to add $25,000 in incremental gross revenue. He is going to do that through packaging, through his rewards program, and through marketing. So in other words, 10 desserts per day, that's not much, guys. It's, it's not much at all. $25,000 in incremental revenue is George's projection once he once he gets his program fully running. $25,000 is, is, is nothing, nothing to sneeze at. All right, good job, George. Thank you for the email. I hope everyone enjoyed hearing um, about how George is going to attack desserts to increase incremental revenue. Now, here, here comes another one on the dessert thread. Hey, Jeremy, I own Roscoe's on the Kenai Peninsula in rural Alaska. We have built a popular dessert following over the years that has grown to be an important part of our brand. Here's how it's done at Roscoe's. One, we don't use a menu, but we offer a rotation of daily dessert specials featuring four to six items, plus a signature peanut butter frosted brownie and three cookies, all of which are homemade. Two, Cheesecakes are the core of what we're doing with our dessert menu, with cakes and pies filling out the lineup, including cream, prep, cream puffs, bread pudding, or even mousse making an occasional appearance. The cheesecakes are of our own design, and we are constantly coming up with new recipes. Crowd favorites so far include carrot cake cheesecake or raspberry chocolate truffle cheesecake, and they make it into the rotation regularly. Three, we market the desserts with our daily specials posts on our special board, on our website, and on our Facebook page, along with a smattering of Instagram pics or shorts. Four, we also offer wholesale desserts on our website. Wholesale sales are particularly active around the holidays. Now, that that's that's something that you know Denise Greer and I often talk about wholesale items, uh, making them available in your pizzeria. Whether um, that is taking one of your one of your sauces, a or, or salad dressing, 
bottling, bottling it and selling it to your customers, wholesale items can be a great source of incremental revenue. And here, here we have a pizzeria operation from Alaska who um, are taking some of their desserts, offering them around the holidays as a wholesale item. What a great idea. What a great way to increase incremental sales. So here are just two emails that have come in talking about desserts, talking about how desserts can in fact sell and be part of your revenue stream. Again, Mike Bausch is going to talk about that in the September issue of Pizza Today. So when that hits your, your inbox, if you're a digital subscriber or when the physical edition hits your hits your mailbox, be sure, be sure to give that a read. Um, I think it's going to be thought provoking. I think it's going to help you maybe um, look at desserts in a new light. A lot of times in the pizzeria setting, customers come in, they order, maybe they order breadsticks and then they order pizza. These are high carb items that are, that are very, very filling. All right. A lot of times after you down several slices of pizza and some breadsticks, there's just no more stomach space. There's just no room for dessert. We know that it's a constant battle that pizzerias fought, but here are two pizzerias who have shown how they are successfully tackling that and, and using it to grow sales. And I think Mike Bausch's column in the September issue is also going to help you help you see, see a new light of day on desserts as well. Uh, we are asking some questions about desserts in our, um, in our operator survey our industry report survey that is now in your mailbox. I guarantee you have received an email by now with the survey. Uh, Denise Greer and myself are asking you to please, please, please fill out the survey as soon as possible. We want to get a ton of responses so that we can uh, really sort through the data, um, analyze the data, give you as an industry the best possible content moving forward based upon what we learned from you. We are asking some questions about desserts in that survey as well. So anyway, there you have it. Kind of a short and sweet podcast today as I am flying solo in the middle of a big deadline. Thank you for, for listening and we will see you again next week. Thanks a lot. Take care.